This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless this is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 431. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 431. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play game. You can download Best Fiends for free in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends, F-I-E-N-D-S. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. This is for us kicking off week five of COVID life. I'm just tracking from the time that school shut down because that's when things got real hairy for us. And since I last recorded, schools have been shut down in Washington State for the rest of the year, which means that we're all just enjoying a six-month summer vacation over here. Also, I'm supposed to leave for Mexico tomorrow in my alternative pre-COVID life (laughs) and by the time this goes live. So I'm recording this on Wednesday, supposed to leave for Mexico on Thursday for nine days. So by the time this goes live on Monday, when you're listening, if you're listening on Monday, I'm supposed to be on day like five in Mexico. And here's the funny thing about our Mexico trip. When I booked it, I was like, nine days, just the three of us, is that going to be too much togetherness? And here we are, six months of summer in COVID life. And I was worried about nine days in Mexico. I was worried about how we might fare 
nine days in Mexico. And we're kicking off week five in our house without really being able to leave much. So, I mean, it's interesting (laughs) the jokes the universe plays on you, right? In all seriousness, I can't, I'm being very light about something that is extremely serious. So I also want to say that no matter what your situation is, that I hope that you are finding light and love and connection and hope and power and all those things during this time. I'm also thinking of all of you, especially those of you who are grieving loss of jobs and loss of life and loss of stability and income and homes and just so many things. So while I like to laugh about some of this because I think that there is such a gift in bringing humor to hard times. I don't want that to be at the expense of recognizing really hard things. And it's interesting, you know, I've been talking about the last couple of weeks, we decided to, Shameless Mom Con obviously couldn't happen. We decided to turn it into this four-week event. So the Shameless Mom Con Collective, which enrollment is open for just a couple more days for that. So if you're interested, you can go over to shamelessmomcon.com and enroll. The Shameless Mom Con Collective is a virtual immersive four-week experience, which starts off April 22nd and goes through May 15th. It's going to be phenomenal. We have guest speakers coming in to speak. Everything's going to be virtual. So we have guest speakers once a week. We have happy hour once a week, coaching once a week. We have a full retreat day, full virtual retreat day on May 15th. We have swag bags about to get mailed out. I have been like hustling my buns off because... Little did I know how challenging it would be to get swag bags together in the middle of a pandemic. But here's what's really interesting. I posted on Facebook last week and I said in our, so for all attendees for Shameless Mom Con Collective, I posted on our Facebook group and I said, hey, I want to know what are you most looking forward to? Because I know for people who've signed up, we have almost 100 people signed up. So literally, like if you're wanting to get on board and get involved in the Shameless Mom Con Collective... By the time this goes live, there's probably going to be less than three or four seats left or less than three or four uh, spots left because we are limited. We can only have 100 people enroll because we can only have a certain number of people on calls. We can only I only have like the stuff to send out 100 swag bags, all this stuff. So we're very, very close to that 100 already. But I asked our Facebook group, I said, what are you most looking forward to in the Shameless MomCon Collective? And I thought I had an idea of what people were going to say, but it was so interesting because so many people use the same words, connection, new ideas, self-reflection, diving deeper towards goals, getting out of my comfort zone, learning new things, being lifted up, consistent accountability and connection, learning new thought work, self-care, connection again, being with other motivated mamas, having time to focus just on me having a respite from the COVID-19 chaos, getting inspired, finding positive hope, staying open to new kinds of awesomeness, building community, consistent time focusing on my best self, and putting more tools in my toolbox. These are just some of the things that people said in this Facebook thread when I said, like, what are you most excited about? And literally, I found myself going through commenting and being like, oh, yeah, we're doing that. And we're doing that. And you're going to get a ton of that, like, over and over. And I got so, so excited. So if you are already enrolled in the Shameless MomCon Collective, just know that I got you. Like all those things are happening. And if you just heard that list and you're like, holy cow, yes, I need that. Definitely go check out event details. And like I said, everything's fully virtual. You can attend from anywhere. Everything's going to be online. If you go to shamelessmomcon.com, you can get all the details. But here's the thing that's so magical is that we have to have these places. So whether you are part of the Shameless MomCon Collective or not, we have to have these places where we're connected right now because here's the deal. This is not 
normal. You are living in a pandemic and I don't want you to make this normal. And there's this weird like inner conflict around this, right? Because we're in this place where we're going to be in it for a long time. And so we have to find a sense of normalcy and also not let this be normal. And so this is something that I realized kind of over the course of the last week where I was like, I was thinking through because I was really pushing myself. So I was thinking through pushing myself thinking like, how can I make this normal? What's the new normal? How do we get there? How do we like settle in? And then I had this realization inspired by some other thought leaders too, I, I'll say, and Glennon Doyle being one of them, Carl Lowenthal, just people I've followed forever. And I'm just kind of watching like how they're navigating things. And I had this recognition around, I'm not going to try to make a pandemic normal. Like that's inappropriate. And and also risky. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. It's inappropriate and actually high risk to try to make this normal. So that doesn't mean that we don't have to establish normalcy because we do, because that's what you have to do to survive. Anytime you've survived something hard, right? Like if you were on bed rest, you had to establish normalcy around that. If you've gone through a divorce, you've had to establish normalcy. If you've gone through a big transition, you've moved towns, moved careers, you've had to establish normalcy. When you've come from you know a huge loss, a loss of a parent, a loss of a child, at some point you have to establish normalcy, but at no point in trauma and grief do you have to sit down and say, this is normal. This is my new normal and I'm just gonna let that exist as it is. And this is where I don't like the phase it is what or the phrase it is what it is. No, we're not going to accept it is what it is. We are going to accept that this is not normal. This is really hard. This is trauma. This is grief. This is unprecedented. And that doesn't mean that we don't move forward, but we have to acknowledge us for what it is. And so I had this recognition over the course of the last week or so. And at one point I was, we had last Monday was just a really hard day for me. I was on edge all day. I was very annoyed. I will tell you, I've never been so annoyed with my child. And I have a really, really good kid. Like by all standards, I have a really easy kid. He's independent. He's generally agreeable. And also last Monday, oh my gosh, he was annoying me every single time I walked into a room with him. And it's just so much togetherness, right? (laughs) And little habits that he has are driving me up a wall. Like he has this thing he does. He likes to lay on the dog. We have a 14-year-old 70-pound dog. He likes to lay on the dog and sing to her in this really loud, high-pitched voice just endlessly. Like he could do this for an hour and it is so so annoying. It's the kind of thing that if you were to see me, if I posted video of it, you'd be like, oh, that's so cute. But when it's all day, it's literally every time he walks into a room that she's in, he does this for until you tell him to stop. It's so exhausting. And I know you're thinking like, really, you're complaining about your kids singing to your dog? Yeah, I am. Because this is not normal. (laughs) This is not normal. Like for me to have to listen to my kids sing to my dog for hours on end every single day, not normal. It's not normal. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. 
This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you wanna worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you gotta check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So it was in the middle of this very exhausting day where I just felt like my patience was being so tried over and over. It was literally in the middle. I decided finally at like three o'clock that afternoon, I was like, okay, Vinny, we're going for a walk, thinking like this would be a good reset for me. But no, because the entire walk, he talked my ear off. And I was like, I wanted to go for a walk so like I could get some fresh air and breathe and exhale for a minute. And he just talked my ear off the entire time. He was on his bike, which I thought he would like ride ahead of me and we could each have our space. But no, mm -mm, there was no space. He was just right next to me talking my ear off. Again, something that would be cute in an Instagram story, but it was not cute. (laughs) And so it's in the middle of this walk that I get this text that schools are closing for the rest of the year. And I was like, cool, great. So on my hardest day of quarantine so far, that's the day. That's the day (laughs) I'm going to find out that summer is now a six-month event. Great. (laughs) Fantastic. And that's where it hit me. And over the kind of the course of the next few days, it hit me that this is not normal and I'm not going to settle into this being normal. I will find normalcy in this because that's what we do when we have to be strong and when we have to show up and we have to be responsible. But this is not normal. I will continue to exist in this space in this normalcy that I established by recognizing how not normal this is. And so (laughs) 
what I recognized in this is that you can be sad and hopeful and you can be tired and cheerful and you can be scared and joyful and you can be overwhelmed and grateful and you can be all of these things, right? We get to be both. We get to have someone else, when I posted something about this on social media and someone else said right now, I've never been more isolated or connected. So like I'm living alone, but I'm on Zoom all day. So there's like this isolation and then like this constant connection, but it's this different kind of connection that feels not real. (laughs) And so we get to be both of these things, right? We get to find a sense of normalcy and feel this, oh, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that like other people, I haven't lost my job or I haven't lost, you know, a loved one at this point. Also, I can be deeply sad. I can be hopeful that we're going to make it through this. We're going to make it through and there's going to be a lot of gifts that can come out, but I can also be exhausted. I can be grateful for a million things like the sun and getting out with my kid and having, you know, a great office space and getting my Diet Coke. Like (laughs) literally the most joyous thing that happened to me last week was going and getting a Diet Coke. (laughs) I talked about it on Instagram. I talked about it on Facebook. I waited till I had another essential task to do at the same time. And then I went and got this Diet Coke. Like I can be eternally grateful for my Diet Coke. And also I can be overwhelmed and scared and worried and devastated. All these things get to coexist. And that's how we can find normalcy and continue to recognize that this is not normal. Because here's the thing, we can't afford to normalize this because we risk losing our compassion If we normalize this, we stop remembering that there are healthcare workers showing up every day risking their lives. We stop remembering that there's grocery store workers showing up every day losing their lives or risking their lives and potentially getting sick and losing their lives. If we normalize this, we stop remembering the people who are showing up on the front lines every day, the essential workers who are risking everything to stock our grocery store shelves, to deliver us packages, or to give us takeout food, or to do all sorts of, you know, someone posted in our Facebook group the other day about her friend who works in a funeral home and how she's isolating from her family so that she can help prepare people's loved ones' bodies to be buried. We can't normalize this because we risk losing our compassion for the people who are in the darkest spaces right now. And that's not okay. We also can't normalize this because we risk losing our fighting spirit. If we normalize this, we lose this energy around, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make it through, I'm gonna be better, I'm gonna learn something new, I'm gonna be stronger, I'm gonna create, like whatever you're creating. I mean, you might just be creating a a memory book of TV shows for your child and that's fine, (laughs) but We have to have this fighting spirit around like that we're fighters, we're survivors, we're warriors, we're going to make it through. And if we normalize this, we risk losing that fighting spirit. That fighting spirit is like when we snap to it with that adrenaline rush of like, I got this. I got it. I'm going to show up. I got it. I'm going to show up. I got it. I'm going to show up. And we do that over and over and over. And we have to keep that edge because if we lose that things can get ugly really quickly. We have to be able to be scrappy and creative and keep that fighting spirit so that we continue to be motivated to fight the good fight and do the thing like the social distancing and the things that we see that are working. We have to be motivated to keep doing that. So we can't lose our fighting spirit. That would be way too risky. We also can't normalize this because we would risk losing our need and our desire to innovate and create solutions. And here's what's going to happen there are going to be some really innovative and creative things that come out of this time that will change the world permanently. And we need those changes. We need these innovations and these creations. And some of you are a part of that right now. Some of you are creating these things and you're innovating. We need those things to get us out of this situation 
And we need those things to carry us to the next phase of humanity. And gosh, I mean, there's been such interesting things I've heard about recently that just medical technology and all sorts of different things. I was talking to someone recently about like COVID testing that like we were talking about the different ways that we see things potentially being able to lessen in terms of social distancing and like, could we actually have a summer? And someone was saying, well, if we could do on-demand COVID testing, and I feel like by the time this episode goes live in like four days, that this might already be a thing (laughs) because things are changing so fast. But if we could do live time testing, and this is what someone was saying, like they don't think that things are going to get lifted until we could do live time testing where someone would be able to test themselves, get an immediate response in like a minute, and then be able to walk into a social situation. And that that's something that could happen in the next few months. And so we can't normalize this because we risk losing the desire and the need to be innovative and creative on that massive level. That is like, that's huge to be able to test for an illness, get this immediate response, like basically like a five minute strep test, which I've had for strep throat for multiple times to be able to do that for COVID. We have to recognize this is not normal. And so we have to be extra innovative, extra creative. And that doesn't mean I expect you to like... (laughs) go out and save the world single-handedly. But we have to make sure that as a society, we don't normalize this. And that means as individuals, we don't normalize this so that we do have those people who can go do those things because there are people who want to do those things and we need to create all the space in the world for them to do them. The other piece of not normalizing this that's really important is that when we normalize this, we risk bypassing our grief and our suffering. So as soon as we get into this phase of normalizing things, we stop recognizing that we're all suffering tremendous loss. We're all suffering on many levels, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, like whatever it is for you. And as soon as we normalize this, then we risk bypassing all of that instead of processing it. And that's not safe for our mental health. We also can't afford to normalize this because we would risk not learning the critical lessons that we need to learn in order to know better and do better the next time. There will be a next time on this and we must do better. We must be able to save lives on a grand scale more quickly than we've done at this time. Our numbers in the US, like, I don't care what your politics are. There's no pride in winning COVID in terms of having the most cases in the world by hundreds of thousands. No one wins when those are the stats, right? And so this will happen again, whether it's chemical warfare, whether it's another virus, whether it's, I mean, there's all sorts of different things that not to make this super doomsday for you, but this will happen again, whether it's in our lifetime, our kid's lifetime, whenever it is. So we have to make sure that we don't normalize this because we can't afford to not learn the critical lessons that will help us know more and know better in order to do better next time, because the stakes might be way higher next time. I had a really fascinating conversation with someone about that, that they were saying that they felt like in certain states, things have been operated in a way and at a pace to really push the state system to act as fast as possible and as on a grand scale enough as possible to see in a more dire situation, how quickly could the government manage the population to shut everyone down to stop a crisis from spreading like wildfire. And when I, in this conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so fascinating. And also, you know, how have we done at that so far? This episode is supported by Best Fiends. So let me just tell you a fun little story about yesterday. I took advantage, as I think one should in a pandemic, one should take advantage where they can. And I mean that in like a conscientious 
thoughtful way, not taking advantage in an opportunistic way that is harmful to others. But anyway, then he had a Zoom call. And at a time when I did not have a Zoom call, I had no commitments and my child had a commitment. So this was an amazing opportunity, right? So I took full advantage and I went out onto my deck in the sun and I sat out there for about 15 minutes. And I was like, you know, I could work right now. I could be super productive while he's occupied or I could just sit and feel the sun on my body and listen to a podcast that makes me laugh and play a little Best Fiends. And so that's what I did. (laughs) I turned on For Crying Out Loud, which is my favorite parenting podcast, which is not so much about parenting and more just about laughing about your kids. Or I listened to the podcast while I played Best Fiends and just let my mind escape. And it was so lovely. These are the gifts we need right now, right? So Best Fiends is a great game if you want something that like allows you to just mentally kind of take a break, but also does not get you like addicted or make you feel like obsessive about anything because some games can do that. Best Fiends is for you. So it's a great puzzle kind of a game. If you like games that involve puzzles and working through levels and every level is a little bit different and kind of progresses, Best Fiends is definitely the thing for you, but it's, it doesn't take a ton of focus. So you can also listen to a podcast at the same time. So I love it when I can double dip in pleasure, right? A little bit of podcast listening, a little bit of Best Fiends, and then triple dip. I got some sun. It was so, so lovely. So if you are looking for a game to play where you can just have a little bit of an escape and keep yourself engaged in something outside of a pandemic, Best Fiends is for you. You can download Best Fiends anywhere. It's such a popular game with over 100 million downloads, tons of five-star reviews. I know a number of our players that our listeners have already downloaded it, and I want you to go check it out too. This is like your pandemic must-have for like mental reprieve. So go to either your Apple App Store or Google Play, and you can download Best Fiends for free. That's Best Fiends, F-I-E-N-D-S. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. In almost all instances across the country and in all states, we could have done better, right? But we're learning a ton. And so now we know next time. We know next time how to shut things down more quickly, how to get support to the people who need it the most, and like all these things. We're learning a ton of lessons. So those are the reasons that we can't afford to normalize this because it's so, so risky if we normalize this. If we normalize this, we don't get to be frustrated and angry and tired and overwhelmed. We don't get to suffer. We don't get to grieve. We don't all of the things that like the normal human condition needs right now. We don't get to do any of that. Glennon Doyle had a great IGTV. So if you follow Glennon Doyle on Instagram, if you don't, you should go to Glennon Doyle, G-L-E-N-N-O-N Doyle. So she's been doing IGTVs every day on her Instagram account. And she had this one talking about her friend calling her the other night and being like, I've had the worst day. Like, this is it. I've lost it. COVID has like eaten me alive. And so she's asking her friend these questions, like how did, you know, what happened? And her friend was talking about parenting and COVID. And she's like, you know, for example, like TV time. And Glennon was like, hold on, wait up, like TV time. Why are we even talking about TV time? Like TV time is not a thing in COVID. TV time is like the whole day. So therefore you don't need to designate it as like a specific time because it's a pandemic. (laughs) So we're not giving it just a limited window. Like there's no boundaries around TV right now, right? And she went on and on. It was hilarious, amazing, poignant, true. It was so, so great the way she talked about this. And so basically what she was saying is like, this friend was trying to normalize the situation and put like all these kind of constructs and boundaries around all of these things. And like, okay, like Johnny can only get 20 minutes of TV time because it's this and that and the other thing. And Glennon was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, no, 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 no. 
we are grieving and suffering and in a pandemic and like the world is changing minute to minute in ways that's never changed before. Like TV time is not a thing. And the conversation that she had was amazing and so funny. So I want you to go listen to it because it was just, it was eye-opening and also gives you permission to just like live your best life in whatever way you need to right now and let your kids do the same. But that's so validating, right? And that's so important that we're not going to normalize this because we're not going to put boundaries around things that shouldn't have boundaries when we're in a situation that's not normal. We need to be able to have spaces to be frustrated and overwhelmed and exhausted and sit and cry and have a tantrum and like all of those things, right? And so we have to create space for that to happen. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so here's what we need to do. We're not going to normalize this, but we do need to create a sense of normalcy. So that's the big difference. We're not going to normalize this because this is not normal. This is pain and suffering, and it's going to continue to be pain and suffering. But we will create a sense of normalcy because it is in creating that sense of normalcy that we find the hope and the power and the joy and the connection and the courage to go on. We find the resilience and the resourcefulness and the creativity and the innovation, like all of the things that we really need right now come with a commitment to normalcy without normalizing. So here's what we can do to create normalcy. That means that we're going to still live our lives fully recognizing that this is not normal. So I have said this a million times in the last month, but I know that some of you are not listening because I'm still getting messages about it. So I'm going to say it again. (laughs) You got to double down on routines that serve you. Double down on routines that serve you. So I'm going to call out one of my members right now, one of my members in Momentum Mamas, Maureen, put up a great comment in the Shameless Mom Every Damn Day Facebook group. So if you go to shamelessmom.com slash Facebook, you can join. There's like 3,000 shameless moms in there. It's totally free. So she put up this comment in there that talked about how she's doubling down on her morning routine 
because she knows that she needs to get up before her kids. She needs to do her workout. She needs to do like three different steps in her morning in order to be in control of her day, in order to have the energy that she needs, in order to show up in the most positive way, all of these really great things. She also fully acknowledges that that's not easy or fun. (laughs) And I would agree with all of this. I'm going through the exact same thing. I'm like, I mean, everything that she said, I was like, yes, this is my life. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm getting up, even though like when the alarm goes off, I'm not like, oh yes, a new day. Can't wait. No, I'm like, no, I'd really like to lay here longer. But doubling down on the routines that serve us give us a sense of power and a sense of control. And so I know that if I double down on my morning routine, I get up before the family, I do my workout, I plan my day, like all of those things that I am in a way better headspace. For me, this immediately mitigates anxiety and depressive symptoms, especially when everything feels unpredictable, chaotic, and out of my control. So we must double down on routines that serve us. And I've gotten multiple messages from people in the last week or so where they've talked about feeling so overwhelmed and exhausted and panicky. And they're like, I'm not doing any of the things I used to do to take care of myself. And I've said, okay, so here's what I need you to do. I need you to like work out for like 20 minutes. I don't care if that's going for a walk, stretching, whatever. Like, and one woman I was talking to specifically was like, you know, I haven't run in a few weeks. I was like, so you need to go running like right now. You need to go running <laughs> and I need you to tell me when you're done. <laughs> and so, and so she went running and she got back to me. She's like, I feel so much better. You're absolutely right. So here's the thing. You all have routines that serve you, whether it's meditation or journaling or just like sitting and drinking coffee and staring out the window by yourself at 6 a.m. Whatever the thing is, you know what routines serve you. If you don't know, get my 15 minute manifest. It's a free morning routine that will give you some routines to try out and habits to try out. If you go to shamelessmom.com slash 15mm, you can get my 15-minute manifest totally for free. But you should know if you've been listening for any length of time what routines you have in your back pocket that you can double down on that will serve you right now, that give you energy, that give you mental space and grace, that get you lit up, that get you positive, that pull you out of anxiety and depression or depressive symptoms and create a space where you can be more fully functional as a grown-up, as a mom, as an employee or boss or whatever you are. So here's the thing. I also want you to be really aware that in creating a sense of normalcy, you are going to prevent yourself from succumbing to long-term depression and chronic anxiety. Now, that doesn't mean that if you have a predisposition to these mental illnesses that you won't be struck by them because that absolutely can happen. And if that happens, 100% talk to a doctor and get on medication if that's the right fit for you and that's appropriate for you. And that's something that would be appropriate, you know, at a mutually agreed upon decision between you and your doctor. But there's also a lot of people who will just have depressive symptoms because of current conditions and anxiety because of current conditions. It's situational. So it's not necessarily that like you are someone who has chronic depression or chronic anxiety as much as a current situation is creating that for you. And if you can really dial into routines you can double down on and having some boundaries around those routines, then you can prevent yourself from succumbing to those long-term throughout this pandemic. So if we're going to be in this for the next six months and you have these routines that you can dial in, then you're way more likely to mitigate some of those situational depressions and anxiety situations. Again, I don't ever, ever, ever want to minimize the need for consulting with a doctor. So if you are thinking that you can't manage this on your own in any way, 
definitely talk to your doctor. I actually have multiple clients right now who've gone back to their doctors to say, hey, I've been on antidepressants in the past. I haven't been on them in a while, but I think this might be a good time to try them out again. And they're doing their back on medication. I think this is a pandemic is always a good time to get on mental health medication if that's something that has served you in the past and you're feeling that need for a little extra support. So I don't ever want to talk about like self-care over medication if you're someone who you needs medication. The next piece of creating a sense of normalcy is creating stability and security for your kids in simple and predictable ways. I had this conversation with a girlfriend last night. We were talking and I was telling her how annoyed I've been. (laughs) And she was such a good friend. She was like, you know, but she's like, I hear you. I feel the same way. I feel like we have to look at, and she's like the least judgy mom person ever, by the way. She's the person who's always like, yeah, I totally get it. Like, you're totally right. This is awful, whatever. But she said, she's like, I do feel like we have to kind of, you know, think about it from our kids' perspective that things have changed so quickly for them. And especially the younger ones, so like Vinny's age, seven years old, they don't quite get it. They don't really have an emotional response because they don't really get it. Like they just kind of don't know which way is up right now. And so it's up to us to create the security and stability. And if we're super, super annoyed all the time, I was like, I've never yelled at my kids so much. And she's like, I know me neither. And also I feel like I have to kind of recognize that like, they don't really get it at all right now. And I was like, oh man, you're so right. You're so right. So creating stability and security for kids in simple, super simple ways. Like I am not talking about living your best Pinterest life at all. Simple yet predictable ways. Like we get up every morning and at some point before lunch, we get dressed. I mean, like it can be real loose, right? Or once a day we get out of the house and we go do something outside for, you know, for 30 minutes, weather depending those kinds of things. So the, I mean, we are not super structured in our house. We actually could probably benefit from a little more structure. And we're kind of figuring this out as we go and trying to see like how Vinny does the best and what leads to the least amount of power struggles. But creating stability and security and predictability is so crucial right now for your kids. So that's that creating a sense of normalcy. That doesn't mean that we normalize this. That doesn't mean that we say like, hey, kiddo, like this is just totally normal. No, you can say like, this is so weird and hard and I this is so different and it's hard to not be able to see your friends and not see your teacher. And it's so interesting the things that the kids are grieving that they can't even identify or the things that they really love. I mean, Vinny's teacher sends out these little morning videos every morning and she'll call on kids. And I'm putting this in air quotes. She calls on kids in the video. So the video is a recorded video that she records the day before or the morning before, whatever. She sends it out and she'll ask the kids questions and she'll be like, okay, so today is, you know, March 23rd. And what's the day of the week? And she'll be like, who knows? And she'll just call out random names. Vinny? Nope. You don't know Vinny? Okay. Johnny? You don't know either? Okay. Adam? Like she just called and it's so cute. And if Vinny's name gets called, his whole freaking day is made. So these are the things that like really simple things make a big difference and that we can't predict what the thing is that's going to be meaningful to our kids. We can't really understand what their loss is and how they're grieving or suffering. So we just have to kind of keep watching and paying attention and giving them that stability, security, and predictability, whatever that looks like for you. And that can look like a lot of different things. And that can look like TV, Glennon Doyle in her video the other day, she said, she was like, so you get up and you give your kids breakfast and then you turn on a seven hour show. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I love this. Not like, cause I know for me with Vinny, I'm like, is this a, 
you can have an 18 minute show, you know, or like when he was really little, a Daniel Tiger, which I think was like 12 minutes. I was like, you can have a 12 minute show. And she's like, and then you turn on a seven hour show. And I was like, God bless you, sister. I love it. Okay. So that's the next piece of creating a sense of normalcy. And then the last piece of creating a sense of normalcy is leaning on habits that bring you joy. And these can be habits that are like, you know, really healthy for you, like getting outside, enjoying the sun, getting in your movement. It can be like these routines that you're doubling down on. And it can also be crap. It can also be like getting your freaking Diet Coke, getting, having M&Ms every day, like whatever the thing is that gives you that little bit of joy, like have that thing. As long as it's not obstructing your energy in a certain way or prevent, you know, like, I'm not going to say like, do the thing that brings you joy and watch Netflix until 2am every night. Cause I don't think that's going to actually serve you. But if it's like having a handful of M&Ms every day at three o'clock right now, have your M&Ms, you know, for me, it was like loving my diet Coke and being so excited about it. And I was like, Oh my God. I mean, like I rarely have diet Coke and very never have it in my house. And to have my Diet Coke in the house, I was like, I am living my best self from 1998 right now. So whatever brings you joy, maybe it's games or puzzles, maybe it's an app. I mean, maybe it's your best fiends app, right? Where you're just like sitting. I have gone through phases recently where I just want to like lay in bed with a podcast playing, playing either solitaire or, or not solitaire, uh, free cell or best fiends. Where I'm just like playing a game, something that's like I can be a little bit thoughtful, partially strategic, and just be listening to a podcast and I can just like zone out and forget about a million pieces of my life. So leaning on those habits that bring you joy. Okay, so we will not normalize this, but we will create a sense of normalcy by doubling down on routines that serve you, by creating a some sort of daily routine that keeps you from succumbing to mental health collapse, by creating stability and security for your kids in simple, predictable ways, and by leaning on habits that bring you joy, Okay. If you need support with any of this, if you want that connection and that accountability and that hope and that power to really feel like you are in charge of things right now, that you are in the person driving the car, that you are the one who's really able to step up and build a sense of normalcy that feels really good while recognizing that this is not normal and that's okay, then please, please do check out the Shameless Mom Con Collective. I think it could be a really amazing fit. And like I said, there's just a very, very few spots left, but I don't want you to miss out if you're thinking that this at all sounds like something you could benefit from. So just go to shamelessmomcon.com to check it out. And I would love, 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 love to see you in the collective. Thank you for listening today. And if this episode was helpful to you and you think there's someone else in your life who is struggling right now, especially struggling around what is happening and they need to hear that this is not normal and they need some permission around that, please, please share this episode with them. My goal is always to help and always to serve, but especially in times like this when I know people can feel extremely down, extremely overwhelmed by emotion and especially afraid of what is to come and all of the unknowns, I don't want people to be sitting alone in those places, in those moments, in those spaces. So please, please share this episode with those in your life who you think would benefit and could use some love and support right now. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode 
episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.